You're listening to Stay Tuned with Troy and Howie. Now, from the heart of Amish country, here's Troy and Howie. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Stay Tuned with Troy and Howie. Please like us on Facebook, where you can click the anchor link to leave us a voicemail. You can follow us on Twitter at StayTunedTNH. You can even email the show at StayTunedTNH at gmail.com. You can find our merchandise at tchip.com and by searching Stay Tuned. A big thank you to Jesus Perez for helping to set that up for us. And if you need any artistic help, you can look him up on Facebook at Ace in the Hole Signs and Graphics or Dirty Baby Original. And his website is aceintheholesigns.com. We are available on all major podcast platforms, including Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. So please make sure to share, subscribe, rate, and review. We appreciate your support. Now, let's get into the show. All right, good morning, and uh, welcome to another episode of Stay Tuned with Troy and Howie. Good morning, Troy. Good morning, Howie. Good morning. Hey, uh... What do you think's going on so far with our uh, interviews? I'm I'm kind of liking the direction that we're going with. Uh, we're not necessarily sticking to a specific type of person or a specific type of agenda when it comes to who we're interviewing, and uh, and I think we're getting a, a wide variety of different people uh, with yeah. uh, this upcoming one, no exception. What do you think? Uh, absolutely, yeah. I like the direction we're heading with our interviews. That they're just kind of wherever. You know, wherever it takes us. Yep. Um, I like the fact that, um, as we kind of mentioned it in our interviews, like we always seem to go towards people that have a really big passion for what they're doing, and it mm-hmm. really sticks out. Um, but you know, the more variety of people we can get, you know, the more hopefully people we can, you know, inform of other things that might be going on that they're not really sure. You know? Yeah, exactly. And uh, I don't know. Are you are you noticing people um, starting to friend you that are coming out of the woodwork i i'm actually on, at least on my instagram i'm getting a lot of uh country music singers now starting to friend me because of uh i've been advertising you know we when we did the uh, wildfire interview um mm-hmm. i advertised them a lot on the instagram as well as all the other social media outlets and uh and now i'm starting to get people that are startup singers startup bands and uh it looks like we're gonna probably have an endless list eventually of people we can talk to uh when it comes to the entertainment world yeah i've gotten some i've mo- i've noticed it mostly on twitter but um okay but it, but yeah i don't know that's uh hey whatever yeah know? right yeah and i've listened to if a couple wanna, and... if they want to come talk to us you know hit us up whatever yeah definitely and i've listened to a couple and a couple of them sound pretty good and uh, but speaking of wildfire, I don't know if you know this, but um, we've actually that that um, the uh, one post that you posted about them when I was telling you earlier that we're getting a lot mm-hmm. of hits. Uh, I think we're close to two thousand views of that nice. post, by the way, which is kind of nice. which is kind of cool. Seems like absolutely a lot of, yeah, a lot of interest from there. <clears throat> so. But, uh, but yeah, so, uh, but once again, uh, we're not going to do a two part this time around. We're going to do just a one part, uh, interview with, uh, Colleen Sophia. And, uh, with that being said, you know, I think we should, uh, kind of jump into the uh, mystery clip. What do you think? Let's go. All right. Awesome. So, uh, we will, uh, 
We'll be right back after this message and the mystery clip. I mean, that, that night was very special, and you know, the fact that I was playing in, in the one, um, you know, makes that shoe have added significance. You know, I think uh, uh, the shoe in and of itself, the way it was built, the stitching going around the swoosh, we wanted to have a feeling of of it being handmade because I felt like I was building my game anew. And uh, which then led to 81 and all the other games that I had because I was in the gym really, really working hard. Um, and so the shoe has special significance to me because of that, because of the stitching, because of kind of building everything from scratch. Um, and then you throw the 81 in there and puts it over the top. All right. And uh, well, the mystery clip, Troy, you want to do the honors? Kobe Bean Bryant. That's right. right. Is that his middle name? Yeah. I don't even know. I just know that's everybody calls him. I mean, I would imagine so. Yeah, right? yeah. Not only that, but he's he's sort of a local. You know, he's from the Philadelphia area. You mm-hmm. know, straight out of high school to uh, to the NBA, and unfortunately, we lost him uh, to a uh, a tragic death. You know, in a, in a helicopter accident where he and his daughter perished. Uh, obviously, yeah. way, way, way too soon. Yeah, January 26th, uh, we lost them. Yeah. And, uh, the reason he is our mystery clip this week is because he was born August 23rd, yep. uh, 1978. So, so definitely. In um, fact, uh, a week ago from today when we started recording this uh, particular uh, interview. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, yeah, what a what a tragedy that we lost him so early. Um, mm-hmm. it, it, you hear of tragedies like this happening and you just don't ever – you know, I, I don't even know. Like, you just don't think it's ever going to happen to somebody of that stature, that type of thing. Know. You know what I mean? Um, I, I remember it's not quite on the same level, but I remember when it happened to Roy Halliday too. Oh yeah, like you know. And I um, and you know what? I had the pleasure of sitting. Um, I forget where I was working at the time, but somebody had uh, season tickets, and their season tickets were three rows behind home plate in philadelphia and and they mm-hmm. asked if i wanted to go see a game i'm like yeah you know yeah. I'll, I'll sit there and watch a, a game and in the diamond club seats and yeah. uh so that game was actually uh roy halliday was pitching and uh oh my gosh you know and i'm obviously i'm not a phillies fan but uh when i when i watched him pitch it was just a an awesome experience. I mean, he was just a yeah. master on the mound, but and and no exception to the rule. Kobe Bryant, I think, is the same way. You yeah, know, he was able to he take just, over a game. Yeah, he had that killer mentality that it's just some one of those things you just can't teach. Mm-hmm. It's just something you're born with. Yeah. Um, you know, I don't I don't know if you heard this or not, but I also heard that um, when when he got drafted by the Lakers. Or actually, technically, he got drafted by the Hornets, mm-hmm. and they traded him to the Lakers. Um, but he was getting some—I uh, don't even know—bad. People weren't talking very highly of him from the Philadelphia area. Did you hear about that? And then I he kind of held that against them a little bit. And yeah, yeah, I, I did. And I think that was more. I think what you were hearing, in my opinion, or at least the way I took it, was. Um, I think people in Philadelphia were a little resentful that he wasn't playing in in uh, their hometown, their home city. That could be. That could you know? be. And who knows? Um, but when it came to competing, sometimes we look at these these athletes and we think that they should be the best role model. They should be the best 
you know, example of what a person should be not only on the court, but off the court. Uh, but sometimes you got to not give them all that credit, you know, mm-hmm. and, and I think like this time with the COVID and such, I think we're finding that, you know what, the athletes really aren't as important as we once portrayed them. I think you're starting to see that now. Uh, there's other people that are a little more important in this world than than uh, who's playing on a basketball court or on a diamond or on the, the gridiron or the mm-hmm. ice, whatever, you know, and, uh, um, you know. So sometimes we got to kind of tone it down a little little bit and realize that these athletes are here to play a game that they've been playing since probably almost birth in some cases, mm-hmm. you know, uh, and and they're they're they shouldn't be looked at at that such high level, you know, give them a little more leniency when it comes to whatever they're the fans or the um, the yeah, the the fans are thinking yeah yeah they they definitely deserve like i mean let's face it as as ever as the old saying goes nobody's perfect you know what i mean right so you know these athletes these stars are they're all going to make mistakes too mm-hmm. and they're no different than you and i it's just that sometimes their mistakes are um more publicized because they're in the public yeah. eye yep they're magnified. that doesn't mean that doesn't just because they made a bad mistake somewhere in their lifetime or a or a terrible choice that doesn't mean that they're a bad person for the rest of their lives. You yep. Know? So true. So, so true. But yeah. Um, rest in peace to Kobe. What a, what a great player. What a great player to watch on the court. Yeah. So much fun. And um, yeah, tragically mm-hmm. him and his daughter. You know, yeah, exactly. And by the way, that clip uh, didn't do a highlight reel on purpose because you would hear his name throughout the highlight reel. But, uh, but that clip was actually uh, him talking about and reflecting on that 81 point game that he had uh yeah. back in the day you know january 26 22nd yeah. 2006 yep and and by the way do you and i know you probably know this but this is an interesting uh footnote for the fans out there uh do you know who holds the record which obviously is wilt chamberlain for mm-hmm. the most points in a game 100 mm-hmm. points Yep. But do people know where he broke that record or where he has that record from? And uh, I, I mean, I don't know if if the regular you know listener would know that. Right. Um, I would think that a lot of listeners from our area would know that, without you know? a doubt. Yeah, well, because yeah, it was at Hershey uh, Hershey Park uh, Arena. Yes, it was. It was. Yep, yeah. Hershey Park Arena in the old arena, not the new arena, yeah. obviously. Uh, but uh, yeah, Hershey Park Arena and. I've actually had the privilege of kind of walking on the um, kind of walking in areas where not the regular fan gets to walk in the Hershey Park Arena. In fact, I did this. Uh, I think it was um, last January. In fact, I got to walk around in there, and uh, and I got to walk behind the scenes a little bit, and I got to see some of the items that were left over from when Wilt Chamberlain broke that record. Mm-hmm. And uh, and they and they still have them stored. They don't have them prominently displayed, but they're actually stored somewhere in there. Which I thought, what a cool piece of history, you know? To just absolutely, yeah. Even, even to have like part of the hardwood floor in there would be kind of fun to say. Look, this is where Wilt Chamberlain broke the record. Yeah, so. that's, it's crazy to me that you know. I, I mean, I don't remember the date. Um, I don't, either. you know, without looking it up. But it's just crazy to me that there's not any type of better video footage of that, you know, like it just, 
it was yeah. just a game, no, no cameras hardly, <laughs> like just, you know what I mean? Like, I know. Just, and why now, is there not a sign? Have, why is there not a historic landmark there, you know, yeah, from yeah. the NBA? I mean, now you'd have, you know, 30 different, you know, camera crews there and, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. My so times have changed. It sure has. But, uh, but yeah, um, just to quickly talk real quick on Kobe Bryant, I think Kobe Bryant was last of, the last of the breed of true champions. You know, players who truly wanted to step up their game and truly wanted to win a championship, not just for themselves, but for the team that they played for. And I think he was, in my opinion, the last of that era. Yeah, and well, you know, we shall see. There might be somebody else that comes up like that. But, yeah. But yeah, no, I, I know what you're saying. And mm-hmm. it's just, it's it's that... It's that drive and that here we go again passion, you know. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's that drive, you know. It's <laughs> yep. it, you just it's something you can't teach, and that's just mm-hmm. you know nothing else to be said. But when when the game was on the line, those are the guys you wanted with the ball. Oh, you know? oh yeah, so true, so true. So speaking of passion, <laughs> yes, you know we have uh, another interview uh, coming up, and uh, and. This interview is uh, another person who has a passion uh, for fitness, and uh, we're going to talk to her about why she got into that. Uh, and well, we definitely learned that she likes to move around. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, she's uh, she's a really cool person to talk to. I was really impressed with uh, you know she's kind of down to earth and oh, yeah. and very very well spoken about her craft and. Uh, and you can just tell she has a specific path that she wants to, to follow uh, to achieve that. And she's, you know, you can just tell that she's uh, another one of those folks that is, uh, she's going to be successful if she isn't already, you know, um, just simply because of, of her passion towards her, her subject. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah I would agree. So, but... Uh, um, yeah, she... Um, she was real down to her. Like I was, I didn't know what to expect going into that interview because I hadn't talked to her mm-hmm. before. Um, but she was real down to earth, real easy to talk to. Um, but her confidence was, you know, you could definitely feel that too. You could definitely feel the confidence she had, yep. not just in herself, but what she was telling, you know, what her, what she, what, what information she was giving you. Yeah. You know, she felt very passionately about what she was, uh, talking about. So, uh, yeah, I, I don't see, you know, I see her clientele growing and growing and growing, mm-hmm. you know, at this point, because she was very knowledgeable. That's that's obvious. Yeah. Know? Yeah. And uh, and she also mentions in there, and we'll throw it out there for her, too, but uh, she does offer a free 30-minute uh, mm-hmm. assessment uh, for anybody who is interested in uh, losing weight, whether it's via exercise or nutrition or a combination. You know, she will definitely help you down that path. And if you ever get a chance, take a take a look at her. She's a physical specimen. <laughs> I mean, she is uh, she's definitely in shape. She's a bodybuilder. Uh, she has done bodybuilding competitions. In fact, has won a body bodybuilding competition. And uh, sounds like she was very disappointed about finishing second. But uh, <laughs> other than that, you know, she's a, she's a competitor, and uh, and she wants to achieve her goal. And I think she has that same passion for the people that she works with you know i think she has a true passion to help others achieve their goal of fitness and uh, nutrition so yeah i think once she got herself to where she was happy with herself and mm-hmm. with her confidence 
and she just wanted to help other people feel that exact same way. And that's yeah. exactly what she's doing now. Yep. So true. So I say with that being said, why don't we uh, jump right into the interview and uh, and we'll go from there. Here we go. All right. So stay tuned. And uh, here is Colleen Sophia. All right. And we are back. And uh, well, our next guest is... Uh, I guess we'll we'll call you a fitness expert as well as a nutrition expert, uh, Colleen Sophia, and uh, I believe you're in California now, aren't you? Hello, Hello. everyone. Yes, I am located in the Bay Area in California. Okay, is that like near what San Francisco or? Yes, yes, I'm in Emeryville, which is right across the Bay Bridge from San Francisco. Oh, awesome. Okay. Um, actually, I was out in San Francisco for about uh, a few weeks, uh, right across the uh, highway from China Beach, if you know where that is. And uh, like you look out the Bay window to the left, you see the Golden Gate Bridge and to the right, you would see the Bay Bridge. Uh, oh, that's stunning. Yeah, it was a really cool view. Uh, but uh, yeah, uh, I don't know if you know where we're from, but we're from central Pennsylvania. And uh, have you ever been to Hershey? I have never. Really? I don't think I've ever been to Pennsylvania. Oh, wow. I've been to a lot of states, though. Oh, my gosh. What is wrong with you? I know. Is that where <laughs> chocolate comes from? It, it is. is. It is. Okay. That's where the street lamps are actually shaped like Hershey Kisses. Are so. they actually? Yeah, yes. they are. Oh. Yeah. Some wrapped, some unwrapped. Yep, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'll have to but check you, it out sometime. Yeah, definitely. So, um, but uh, is is San Francisco or the Bay Area? Is that where you've always lived, or no? Um, originally, though, I was born here in the San Francisco okay. area, and I think I may have lived here for like a year, and then I spent most of my childhood in LA. Okay. So until I was about like eight years old, ah. and then I've continued to move since then i don't know if you want me to get into it it's yeah, quite a list i'd be interested so what what brought like what prompted uh, your family to move to la uh well that's where my mother's family was living okay so she had done some schooling up in the bay area and then when she was done working as a nurse she moved back to la and we grew up with my grandparents okay mm -hmm. awesome all right. And then, yeah, and then randomly my mom was like, hey, we're going to move to Massachusetts. Oh, my and gosh. And we're going to take a U-Haul and drive across the country. And I was like, eight. So I was like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Oh, oh so, geez. Yeah. So, so a lot of your moving was with your family then, though? Yes. So, uh, yeah, pretty much most of my moving so far has been because of my mother Okay. Um, but I'd say over the last three years, all the moving has been me just following my path, we'll say. Sure. Ah. And what path <laughs> would that be? Oh, gosh. Yeah, that that would be like the path of like self-discovery yeah. and finding like my truth as a human and like what I want to do with my being, I guess okay. you could say. All right, and uh, and is fitness that answer to you, or? Oh, it's definitely part of it. Okay, and it's been a huge part of my self development and my self discovering. I mm -hmm. think it started back in like 2016 is when I really started like 
my mind started becoming so much more aware of my life and my decisions and the whys behind everything I was doing. Sure. And it was kind of that like, I don't know, the gateway that opened my mind a little wider. So yeah, it's definitely been a huge part. Oh, awesome. So was there like a specific thing in your life that was like, that just struck you and was like, oh my gosh, I think I already know my path and uh, this is the path I'm going to go and this is why. Uh, But what was it that really kind of got you motivated to go this route? Hmm. Well, so you do know the quote where um, heart or yeah, heartbreak makes bodybuilders. (laughs) That's kind of where it all started back in the day, we'll say. (laughs) Okay. Like I went through like a couple different breakups and then just one of them was just the cherry on top. Um, But instead of, you know, going to parties and drinking, Mm -hmm. I turned to um, working out and taking out all my emotions in the gym. Oh, wow. Um, Yeah. So that's kind of where it started. And then once I started seeing like how much more confident and um, how much more I believed that I could like achieve things through like, I don't know, lifting heavier things in the gym, (laughs) I was like, oh, wow, this like relates to a lot of things in life that I never really made connections with. Okay. Yeah, that makes perfect <laughs> sense, definitely. So You definitely uh, geared your emotions and your, uh, I guess, your heartbreak towards a more positive thing than the partying and drinking, so that's a great thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah, well, it was just never, like, I got into the party and drinking because, you know, I was, like, living in Canada and the drinking age was, like, 18, so mm-hmm. I started, I was, like, kind of <laughs> young, I'd say, yeah. but it was just never something that really made me feel good, so I was just like, okay, well... I need to find a different outlet, and that had always been physical activity because I'd grown up playing sports, and that always made me happy. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, let's try some, let's try some weightlifting. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? Excellent. Yeah, and it's stuck, huh? Yeah. So what? Like, why Canada? <laughs> you just mentioned you were living in Canada. <laughs> what the heck? <laughs> that, was, that was a part of the moving around. Oh my gosh! What part of Canada? Um. So my mom, actually, of course, my family. She sure. met him guy from Canada and he's they're still together so living oh, in oh that's good oh okay yeah. that's that's pretty much why Canada gotcha. <laughs> which part of Canada was it I was living in Manitoba which mm-hmm. is right in the middle um, right above North Dakota if anybody knows where that is in a map mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it, so it's right in the center in the prairies and we were living in a town called Thompson Manitoba okay which was about a nine ten hour drive from the border straight up north oh wow so it was fairly northern um there okay a lot of cold winters huh oh yeah major major cold weather um but i had built up a really good resistance as long as you wear survival coats you'll be fine (laughs) (laughs) we were just talking last week it's like uh i guess well troy at one time was uh contemplating on living in Buffalo, New York. And uh, Mm -hmm. here in Pennsylvania, we still have the cold winters and such. And uh, we're not a big fan of it. I'm going to be honest with you. And uh, uh, my goal is to move down south into, you know, the North Carolina or or the Tennessee region and just get away from the uh, the winter chill, so to speak. And 
and let's face it, when you're when you're living in the winters, you're probably eating a little bit more because you got to kind of pack on the pounds and and try to survive and and all that. And, uh, you know, and that's kind of what we want to lead into with you. You know, you you're definitely into the working out and, and the bodybuilding, uh, you know, how how does uh, like your lifestyle play a role into how much you work out or how much you diet or you know because it sounds like you got a um, I don't know your your schedule seems completely um, crazy <laughs> when it comes to <laughs> when it comes to trying to balance all that out and you know with you and then also it seems like you do a lot of traveling and and um, just getting out and being about. You know, what's where where do you fit the time in to do all the workouts for yourself, much less for your clients? Oh yeah. Well, you know, a lot of this has been a work in progress. And you guys are probably catching me like my lifestyle at like it's prime. Okay. You know, with all the traveling and everything. Yeah. And um yeah, no, it just really helped to develop these habits like, like starting four years ago, Mm -hmm. you know, I got into the bodybuilding scene and I competed for about like a year and a half. So I did like three different shows and, you know, it became, it did become like obsessive, Mm -hmm. of course, because that's what you have to do when you're an athlete. Um, Right. And so in a way that obsession became just a part of my habits and my daily routine and my lifestyle um, but of course, after doing a few competitions, my body was a little burnt out and I started to realize that, oh, like I need to figure out how this can fit into my lifestyle so that I can balance all the other parts of my life. Because like I said, I found that I was becoming too obsessed <laughs> with working out and my food and I wasn't able to enjoy like, you know, the little things of, of life, mm-hmm. you know, so um, just over time and experimenting, you know, with my body and how it made, how much like a certain amount of working out would make me feel or like Mm -hmm. how much food and things like that. Um, But definitely like over the last year or two, since I've been focusing on making it a lifestyle and adding a variety and, Mm -hmm you know, almost like kind of minimizing how much I worked out instead of going like six to seven days a week. It's like bringing that back to like three or four, you know, nice and easy. And then just honestly, for personally for me, I need the consistency when it comes to food because I don't really like to cook. So as long as I just ate the same thing um, pretty much every day, so make sure it was colorful enough, <laughs> like provided me enough um, nutrients and that I could maintain. Um, but yeah, by this time here now that I've got this decent grasp on my own lifestyle and my routine, then I don't, that's all automatic. So I don't have to think about it. So mm-hmm. now I can use some of my energy tour for my clients, helping them figure out like their routines and things like that. Sure. And as well as making time to enjoy life and add in little adventures here and there. Yeah. And that actually brings me to my next point, Troy. And I think, and I was going to turn it to you, Troy, because um, 
uh, I think your wife had a pretty good question that kind of co-aligns with what she was just talking about. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I want to get into the diet thing. I don't want. I don't want to forget. I do want to get back into how we got to the point where we added clients and stuff like that. But um, my wife had an interesting question. Um, she's she's done the keto diet a couple times here and there. Um, number one, what's your opinion on that? Um, on the keto diet, um, and is it something? There's differing opinions on if it's good long term or not. Mm-hmm. Yes. So obviously, this has been like a big thing that everybody has been talking about. And honestly, when it comes to individuals and people, like everybody is so different. Mm-hmm. And as much as I could say, like, oh, I kind of know what could work for you. You really don't know what's going to work for you until you try, because with every human body, it's a complete experiment mm. every yep. time you're trying to figure it out. And that so with, with the keto, um, this obviously has been known to help people. Like I've know, I know people who have said really good things and gotten really good results about it. And then I know people who, you know, <laughs> didn't get as good results. <laughs> so it really mm-hmm. depends on individual in the way if keto works or not um and if anything i think it might be even related to body type as well i don't know if you guys are familiar with the three types the three body types no explain it yeah so not not everybody is like a specific one some people are like combinations but there's three main body types and there's your ectomorphs which are usually like leaner taller skinnier, harder to keep on fat and muscle styled bodies. And there's your mesomorph in the middle, which are like your athletic builds, easy to put on muscle, easy to stay lean. And then there's your endomorph, who is usually like the shorter, stockier, holds fat really easy, um, kind sometimes hard to put on muscle. So there's gotcha. these three um, different body types. And like I said, people are usually a combination, maybe leaning more towards one side than the other. Mm-hmm. And let's say... So like your endomorph, which is a shorter, stockier, holds weight. Like for them, honestly, for nutrition, they actually want to lay off a high carb diet. So they want to be lower carb, higher fat, higher protein, which could relate to a keto style diet in a way. Gotcha. Um, not, I don't really think that carbs should completely be cut out, but again, mm-hmm to each their own um but try to find some healthy carbs in there yeah yeah i mean you'll still get carbs from like vegetables and fruit if that's allowed in keto i heard sometimes it's not yes certain ones aren't yeah yeah and so it can depend so maybe for like an endomorphic um body type the keto could work longer term Mm -hmm. in a way um and in like in let's say in relevance to females, it's actually super important that we get enough healthy fats in our diet. Like I don't think women know this, but fats are so important for like the stabilization of our hormones. Mm. So maybe if you have a female who's like endomorph and, you know, maybe has even hormonal problems or something like that, like maybe keto would work best for her as long as she's getting the healthy 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 fats right does that right. Make sense? it does it does yeah um and then the she had one other follow-up to that was um is there any effect as to like going on the keto and then you go off for a little bit and then you go back on again because maybe you've started gaining a little bit of weight um do, do you think that 
affects your body if by going on and off a diet, on and off? I don't think it matters what kind of diet. Like in a way, right. swapping back and forth might be really good because then it's giving your body, let's say, a different stimulus. Gotcha. You know, different types of amounts of food, so your body has to adapt to it. Right. So in a way, that could be good, um, but I don't think there'd be any, like... Health effects or anything like yeah, that? Yeah, no health effects. I think the only, like, issue would be how much, hmm. like, the amount of calories overall. Because if you gotcha. switch from, saying, going, like, eating a 1,000 calories to eating, like, 2,000 calories, that's where you're probably going to develop some sort of... Um, issue i'd say but going from like say keto so eating mainly fats and proteins to like eating everything is okay okay yeah that makes perfect sense and and sort of my piggyback question off of all that is uh, there was a time where i weighed 370 pounds and uh and i was and this was you know late into my 30s early 40s and i was um you know that was obviously not a good thing but i was kind of like at a point in my life where I'm like, you know what? In fact, uh, how I decided that this wasn't good for me is I was at Hershey Park, uh, at an amusement park, and uh, and I was in line to get on a roller coaster. And I got to the roller coaster, and I literally could not fit in the roller coaster. And I had to do the walk of shame to the end of the line and, and walk out. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, I don't want to ever feel like this ever again. And I went into like a hardcore uh, diet slash change of habit routine uh working out like a nut and uh and i ended up losing um about 120 pounds and uh yeah so so that's kind of where i've you know i've kept the weight off i've stayed in shape i've been lifting i run um you know probably about 20 miles a week and uh you know and and that kind of i kind of put myself into like a habit if you will in regards to making it a culture of mine to be have this as part of my lifestyle. Um, how important do you think it is? Because I know like Troy just mentioned with diet fads and, and other type of routines, how important is it for someone who wants to get in shape and keep the weight off? Uh, how important is it for them to not just do a diet, but actually get themselves into like a, um, like kind of make it part of their culture? Yeah, that's that's a really good one. And I it's obviously so important, but I think like the biggest thing and I'm just like this is just coming to me is that you know instead of saying, "Oh, I'm going to do a diet or a workout program," say, "I'm going to make a lifestyle change." Right. You know, it's like instead of putting that thing where it's like a diet, "Oh, I'm only going to do it for a certain amount of time." It's like I think people need to start looking at it as like the rest of their life kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And um, it is just so important. Like, yeah, I guess depending on their goals too and the lifestyle that sure, they want sure. as important. But I believe that, you know, we as humans have so much opportunity to, you know, develop ourselves physically and mentally that it should just be a part of the human 
experience that you take advantage of what you can do physically and mentally with your nutrition and your working out. So like to me, I don't know if I'm just being super biased as a fitness professional, <laughs> but that's, that's how I just see the world. And that's just what I like preach. Okay. No, that's awesome. Um, so I guess, uh, with that being said, you know, you, you do work in the, in the field now and, and you do have clientele, um, you know, why don't you tell us about, you know, the, the business that you're in? I believe you're part of uh, what um, G Fit Wellness. So what is that about? Yeah, so this is a team that I'm on and they're from um, Winnipeg, Manitoba, uh, which is where <laughs> I was two, two homes previously living. <laughs> so, oh, my gosh. Um, yeah. <laughs> We'll get to that. Anyway, yeah, right. <laughs> so, yes, this is an online coaching team that I was lucky enough to be invited to join right before I had left Winnipeg, Manitoba. And I had actually worked as I was one of their clients while I was bodybuilding back in 2017, 2018. And we had, I'd always say, really good friends. They started off as a smaller, um, more catered towards bodybuilding athletes. And then over the last couple years they started to make it lifestyle and wellness and overall health based and so mm -hmm. I was like oh I can this is this is like kind of what I'm working on too like this this could really work together really well so um we have a pretty big team I don't even know how many coaches we have maybe 10 maybe maybe more or less oh, around okay. there um and most of them are located in Canada I'm the only one in the states since I moved away, but yeah, we, it's been a huge work in progress. Like the CEO grant has been working on this since 2012. And right now we're like expen like the growth of the company has been exponential. We're really focusing more on like wellness and overall health when it comes to our clients. And it's cool to like be a part of like the online coaching world, which has been like obviously growing over the re last recent years, but there's just something about our team that is like so unique, mm -hmm. I think, based on the, the individuals that are sure. part of the team, that it just sets us way apart than like your typical like online coach, if okay. that makes sense. No, that yeah. makes perfect sense. Do you do that through like a Zoom meeting or like Google Teams or something like that? Yes. So since I'm out here in California, I do all my meetings via Zoom. Um, I do initial meetings and like monthly check-ins. But if I had been living in Canada still, we actually do in-person assessments if somebody's located in the same city, which is okay. a lot of... Well, and your situation with uh, what we're going through with the COVID right now, this is actually probably not really changing much at all with what you're doing then, huh? Yeah, that's super true. Yeah, for me, I guess it all just worked out really easy. <laughs> just do everything over Zoom anyways. I, yeah, I got to learn Zoom before it became like mandatory for everything. Yeah, so that you're probably nice. able to help a lot of the people, your, your coworkers out with uh, how to do things like through the through Zoom and stuff like that that they weren't used to doing before. Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> so so uh, with, with uh, GFIT Wellness and so forth, is all your clientele, are they all virtual now or... Or do you still do in-person trainings? Oh, right now it's all virtual. Gotcha. Um, I was working as like an Orange Theory coach 
before COVID. So that's where I was getting kind of most of my in-person coaching. Okay. You could say. I mean, now that I'm um, a little more settled and I'm making more connections here, people have been asking me um, about like in-person. Sure. So it might be something that I um, start dabbling in okay. soon. But uh, I guess with uh, with you doing virtual, I guess it wouldn't matter, you know, somebody across the world in Australia, for example, uh, they they could te- technically join your team and and you'd still be able to work with them. Yeah, definitely. Like most of the online clients, like it's mainly like having meetings and giving them their workout programs or nutrition plans and mm-hmm. any other support that they need. And it's yeah they pretty much do it themselves like i don't have to do any like zoom workouts in a way um right now (laughs) so um but yeah that's mainly how it goes so it can work with anybody all around the world okay let's let's just take a step back here a second though um how did you actually get to the point where you you thought you might have wanted to be a coach like how and, and start building your own clientele what 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 drove you to that oh yeah so this all started like like when I started weightlifting. Mm-hmm. Everybody always saw me in the gym working out. I was like one of the only females to do working out. <laughs> and people were like, Why don't you why don't you train people, Colleen? Like, why don't you be a personal trainer and coach people? And at that time I was just not confident enough in my knowledge and I was so focused on myself, you know, mm-hmm. still. So mm-hmm. I was too selfish to be a coach and a trainer when I was first starting out. And then over the years, I got my degree in exercise science and I competed in three three different bodybuilding shows. Um, and during the time that I was doing two of my shows, I started as a trainer in Canada, like a one-on-one trainer at a commercial gym as because like I had gotten my degree. And so I was like, okay, I think I'm ready to like start putting other people's um, needs and goals above mine. And then ever since that and starting to work with clients and seeing their successes and being able to help them through struggles, I started to like realize like more and more that, oh, I love helping other people, you know, discover things about themselves that they had never thought before. And like I was saying before, it's like the more that my lifestyle, my routine became more solid and automatic the less I needed to worry about myself and my goals and I could give more energy and attention to what my clients needed and what their goals are. It's all about, it was just kind of like, eventually I realized that I had to make sure that I can put myself aside before I started working with clients yeah. and like that. Yeah, I got you. And, and you got to the point where it kind of sounds like you got to the point where when you were confident in yourself, you wanted to, um, help people build the confidence that you had grown in yourself and see the results they could get just by changing their lifestyle or their eating habits or whatever it might be. Yes. That's pretty much exactly why I decided to be a coach as well is because like I was able to, let's say, um, yeah, build my confidence and see my inner light through fitness Mm -hmm. and taking care of myself because I feel like a lot of the time and I guess in society we are, made to focus on everything external of ourselves instead of focus mm-hmm. on us. And I was just like, becoming a coach, I'd be able to show people, it's like, I know you have all these things in your life, but you got to think about you so that you can 
see the light that shines in, inside of you. And that's like what I want as a coach. I like don't want people to be mean. I want people to be like them, their best selves and be able to find that and find how they shine in the world and through fitness. Ah, that's just perfect. my thing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I know, I know that in the past you kind of on, at least on Instagram, I'm not sure on any other um, social media mm-hmm. sites, but you've, you've actually kind of disclosed, like you've, you've touched on some like mental health concerns and, how does that play a role in your life in regards to like how you overcome it or how you try to battle it still? And, mm-hmm. you know, is that something you feel comfortable sharing? Oh, of course. Okay. I love, I love, I'm very open and I love sharing about these kinds of things because I know that if I share, mm-hmm. I bet somebody else out there can relate right. and will feel less alone if they know, Oh, this super crazy, like awesome fitness girl struggle <laughs> went through the same thing I did. Right. It's like, Oh, crazy. Who would have thought? And so it may inspire them to, you know, get through it or work on it sure. in a way that I hadn't thought of before. But yeah, you know, I think a big part of even changing your lifestyle, um, especially when it comes to working out and food is the mental aspect of it. Mm-hmm. You know, over time, yeah, my body has physically changed and you can see that. But like, I always say this on like Instagram, it's like the biggest difference is my mentality, how I think about myself and what I believe about myself is so big because you, like I said, you can do all these external things, but until like the internal changes, um, it's not going to be a permanent and consistent thing. Sure. Now, uh, I guess with with the mental health and and just to kind of clue you in, uh, when I'm not making millions of dollars running this podcast, you know, I I do <laughs> I do work uh, full time in the mental health field, and uh, and that's always been something I've worked in, and uh, and I see a lot of it, and it's obviously it's not that uncommon to have mental health concerns. In fact, you know, one in every four of us here in the United States has a mental health diagnosis statistically, you know, so it's, it's not uncommon at all. And, Mm -hmm. uh, and I think, and I appreciate, you know, folks like yourself and, and just other people willing to come out and talk about it because I think it plays a role in everybody's life. You know, uh, you know, right now it's one in four, but in our lifetime, it's going to be probably one out of every two of us is going to go through a mental health concern. So it's how we deal with it in the moment, I think is how it makes us stronger or in some cases it breaks us. So, so how did you come to the conclusion that, you know, what I'm dealing with right now in a mental health sense, this is how I'm going to battle it and, and not only battle it, but I'm going to talk about it so I can help other people. Yeah. I think the biggest thing um, that I let go of when it came to my struggles, especially mentally, is Mm -hmm. the shame that you associate with the bad, quote unquote, bad feelings, like the things that you are not supposed to feel, right? right? I think a lot of the times, yeah, it's just guilt and shame is associated with it. So people want to ignore it or just block it out Mm -hmm. and 
what I've come to realize is that's not the right way to handle it because it just leads down not the greatest paths. Um, but what the right. biggest thing is letting go of that shame and knowing that like you're not alone and that it's okay to feel this way and to acknowledge your feelings that aren't so good and to like take them in so you can analyze them. Mm-hmm. And there's no shame in, you know, having an off day or having an off week or having an off month and just knowing there are like also like so many resources out there. Right. So by letting go of that shame too, you can reach out for help. And um, I think that's a huge, huge part too, because as much as we want to be able to handle all our problems alone because we're mm-hmm. ashamed of how we feel. Once you let go of that shame and guilt, you can get help and it just makes it seem <laughs> like possible to get through. And yeah. I guess over time I've been able to accept those parts of me that I felt really ashamed of and also just stopped caring that like what other people might think Oh, because like I, okay. you know, will expect me to be super optimistic <laughs> and positive all the time. Right. But then once I was like, you know, people actually don't care <laughs> as much. You know, mm-hmm. they don't need me to be positive, and like I'm human, and it's like I can be sad if I want to be sad, and that's okay. And exactly. I, I, I can share that because like somebody else is probably gets sad too. So. Yeah, no, absolutely. That, yeah, and you make a real good point there. You know, what if you had a client that you start seeing some of that deterioration, for example, where they might be feeling depressed or they might be going through some hard times? You know, what do you do as a um, as a trainer, so to speak? What do you do to kind of step in and and lead them back into that right direction? Yeah, this is a good one. So. The biggest thing is, and this is like one thing that I always tell my clients, like from your initial assessment, I go like, if there are any um, times during our journey, your journey that you are struggling mentally, just please be open and communicate with me as best you can. Because a lot Mm. of the times people won't communicate their struggles because again, they're ashamed. They don't want your, they want their coach to know they're struggling and they want to eat the cupcake when they know (laughs) they shouldn't eat the cupcake. Right. Right. And so I I tell them like, there's ever a time where you want to, like you feel bad for something, please tell me. And then, so like some of them will just say, Hey Colleen, like I'm really anxious about this or feeling really uneasy. And then, I ask them to explain like what what's going on, what are you feeling anxious about, um, and things like that. So first of all, getting them to explain so I can understand what it is, and then depending on what they're stressed out about, like is it maybe the plans too much, mm-hmm. um, like is it too severe of a change for them at where they are on the journey, or is it a belief in their mind that they're making up because they're they are going through a change and doing something that's different. So I kind of have to like pick and choose: is it something that I need to adapt in the pro- pro- program, or is it something that I can like talk them through? And so, so when it's something that I can like talk them through, a lot of a few of my clients, I'll have them um, develop like a mantra mm-hmm. or like a saying to themselves and I like I'm so big into these mantras and things <laughs> like that 
Um, you know, because a lot of the times they'll struggle because they doubt their ability to follow the plan or they think they have to be perfect and execute it. And there's just so much in life going on that they cannot handle. And so just getting them to reaffirm to themselves that they are in control. And if they just take a breath and say whatever saying they've made up, that the power is within me or, you know, I'm a boss ass mom and I can handle two kids and a job. I can handle this workout plan too. So um, in those ways, I like have them just take a second mm-hmm. to like analyze these feelings. Where are they coming from? Right. Like why, why are you feeling these things? And then, so what's our plan of action for right now, how we're going to handle the feelings and what you're going to do also in the future of if you feel this, what do we do so we don't sabotage ourselves? Gotcha. Well, I think there's some truth in what you were saying there about the mantras and whatever. Um, like, if you say something enough to yourself, eventually you're going to believe it. And mm. I, I think that's probably why you feel so strongly about those mantras. Oh, definitely. Like, self-talk and even just speaking out loud is so big to me um like i'm very into like energies and vibes i believe it all that we're all like (laughs) a part of the universe i'm totally one of those people um but it can affect you so much because it's like any habit right any physical habit the more you do it the more consistent and automatic it'll become and this is this can be for good thoughts and this can be for not so good thoughts or detrimental thoughts mm-hmm. so and when you are believing and saying something about yourself you're usually going to look for things that happen in life that support that belief right so if you have this detrimental thought about yourself all you're going to do is look for little proof proof that that's right about you that you're not as confident or you're not as cool as you thought you were um, but once you start changing that program in your brain, like believing that, you know what, I am, I am cool, I am <laughs> confident, and then you start finding things that support that, then it's like, changes everything. Yeah. Um, when I when I was in college, uh, I don't know if you're like familiar with the, the older female bodybuilders back in the day, but Corey Everson, have you heard that name before? Um, um, I mean, I've seen some of the documentaries, okay. like the old... Pumping iron and yeah, I only know like Iris. (laughs) (laughs) Well, when I was in college, I worked at the uh, fitness center in college, and she was actually Corey Everson was actually a um, a regular uh, at the fitness center, and uh, Uh and she was in all the uh, muscle and fitness magazines and everything. And I remember to this day, and this was many years ago that I was in college, and uh, I remember to this day that whenever it was time for me to have like lift day, I would always make sure she was not in the gym because she was going to show <laughs> she was going to show me up. And uh, and and I guess that kind of leads me to my next question. You know how how are you when it comes to the opposite gender, uh, folks? Um, do you have clientele, number one, that are males? And number two, um, you know, do you kind of do you kind of have that stigma thrown out against you, whether it's even from females or males, 
that, hey, you know what, maybe you shouldn't be lifting so heavy, you know, why would you want to get big arms or big legs or whatever it is, you know, what, what's, what do you find? I mean, I know the trend is definitely changing where it's so much more acceptable. And, and to me, it just makes more sense that why not be healthier looking than trying to be supermodel thin, so to speak, where you're 85 pounds and, and looking like you're ready to, to die, you know, die tomorrow. Yeah. So I have a lot of things to say for this one. I'm going to go off like the last thing you just said real quick before I get into like your question. Sure. I I think staying strong and maintaining muscle mass and bone density is so huge for all humans because all we do as we get older after we hit a certain point is deteriorate. It's like science, right? And I don't think a lot of people understand that like working out and like really taking care of your body slows down pretty much your deterioration rate right yeah it <laughs> really does like, if you it's like i like personally i imagine myself like 20 30 40 years from now and i'm like what kind of grandma do i want to be <laughs> how do i want to function and so that's what i think about and it's like so important i believe that humans should try to maintain and build their muscle and density sure. as for as long as they can. Um, but anyways, going back to like the male and female thing. So I do train a couple um, male clients. Um, okay. Definitely work with males a little differently than I work with females. Sure. Usually different goals and things like that. Um, but yeah, I know I've, I've been, I've gotten a few messages from guys, random, random guys on Instagram saying like, you should thin out your legs or you look too thick or like you should, should have too much, you have too much muscle. And I just go, you know, this is my body and I'm going to do what I want with my body. (laughs) So do you actually respond to them? Um, yeah, I do. Like I never respond in a way that's disrespectful, but just in case I can maybe change their Mm -hmm. view. Sure. Even on just commenting on somebody else's body, especially a random female, which, you know, some other female could take it really offensively and like take it to heart, you know, and be really emotionally affected. Yeah. Um, but for me, it's like, hey, like, maybe you should think about what you said because this is like my body and you don't know my goals, right. so what I'm all about. So please don't say those things. <laughs> <laughs> Type thing. Yeah. But. But yeah, I just always and and I got a real quick lesson. Like I said, when I went to college, and and this and this woman was like in the the uh, bench pressing. You know, I, I forget what she was bench pressing, but it was like over, it was close to two hundred and twenty pounds or something like that. And I'm like, you know what? I I for the for the life of me, I'm just gonna pretend I just got done working out, and I'm just gonna spot her. And uh, occasionally, I would spot her and be like. Whew, man, I am really tired today. It was a good workout, you know, and and uh, and obviously that's kind of the 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 wrong attitude to take, you know, and and probably you know I wouldn't take that now, but um, but it's just interesting how how our mindsets are, you know, where you know I feel like I have to be stronger than the woman, and and there's no way that you know the woman should be able to compete with a guy and and that stuff. But obviously times have changed where and and I think they should, you know, to the point where you know you're you're an amazing like fit specimen. Really, it's not even about female or male. You're just amazingly in shape, and that's that's what's awesome about you. I think. 
Oh, thank you. I sure. appreciate that. And, you know, like you were saying, you don't think like you were, this is back in the day where you're like, oh, a female shouldn't be stronger than me. But, you know, maybe she was on a little extra something, <laughs> something to help her out. That Very strong possible. Song. Like, God, don't feel so bad about yourself. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. You know? <laughs> yeah, good point. <laughs> good point. I don't know. Whenever I think of those physically fit women, like back, uh, I don't know, we're probably talking about early to mid 90s, Howie. Is that what yeah, we're at? Probably, yeah. I always, you know, the first women that always come to my mind are those girls that were on the American Gladiator show. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Do you remember like Zapped and whatever their names were mm-hmm. on that? Yeah, those those girls were very, I, I bet you they were probably into uh, like the, the bodybuilding and fitness and stuff like that, too. Oh, I would without imagine. A doubt, without a doubt. So, uh, but you know but that, what? That was the first Spe- thing that came to my mind when you talked about that. Speaking of amazing specimens, though, I've also noticed on Instagram that you are a huge fan of Wonder Woman. Uh. So, uh, where does Wonder Woman come into play with you? Oh, so this is just like this relates to my family and my dad's side of the family has always been superheroes. Uh, So ever since I was a young girl, like, um, he's been into Batman. Okay. And, and then I, I'm the oldest. So then when I came, I, I picked up Wonder Woman, I guess you could say as my superhero. And then when my brothers came along, they picked up their own superhero. And so ever since I was like young, I've just collected Wonder Woman stuff, or my dad had given me Wonder Woman stuff, like comics. That's cool. And things like that. And then over time, people just started gifting me all these Wonder Woman things. Okay. And so I do have a collection. I'm going to be one of those people that has the Wonder Woman collection. Um, and then once I actually have never seen like the old cartoons, or not the cartoons, but like the old um, real life. Um, was a show of oh movie, yeah so hey i'm like a super fan yet but like when the new one came out and just the message that she um represents mm-hmm. um just really resonates with me and i even got wonder woman tattooed on me like i got a symbol i don't know if you guys have noticed from my instagram uh no is it I is that on it. your arm i think i yeah, did yeah. see I'll it show on you your guys arm. right now yeah so i got like a band Done. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah! Oh cool! Oh wow, that's pretty and cool. And so I got um, a very subtle Wonder Woman band done around my arm. Yeah. Um, just to represent what it's pretty much to represent, like let's say love and knowing that you know there are good and bad mm-hmm. in everybody, um, mm-hmm. but I choose I choose good. Okay, that's you know? awesome. Good for you. And so, does your family have your own little like Justice League then? <laughs> Almost. Um, <laughs> They they kind of picked random superheroes. Like, my dad loves Batman, and then my youngest brother also likes Batman, so I guess we have, like, two Batmans, mm-hmm. and then my other brother is a big Deadpool fan. So, oh, not, wow. not necessarily, like, the Justice League, but... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's awesome. Um, now, you had mentioned that you were in bodybuilding competitions. How did you do in those? Oh, those are, those are great. Okay, so my first one, I did really, really well. Um, you know, my body was reacting super nicely. I got so shredded. Mm -hmm. Um, so at this first one, I got first place and then one overall for the novice category. Okay. Super cool. Um, but then I, when I did my second and my third ones, I struggled 
way more. Like my second one was okay, um, but my body wasn't reacting as like quickly. And mm. it was kind of frustrating because I didn't understand what mm-hmm. was going on. I was like, why isn't my body just getting super shredded like last time? Um, so that one I came in second. Oh, wow. And then. Oh, what a uh, bummer. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I guess it was okay. <laughs> I was like, yeah, no, back then, like, this isn't my mentality anymore. But back then, I was like, I, I didn't like losing to just skinny girls. Oh, girl that- gotcha. God, no way. <laughs> like, I'm over it. I swear yeah. I'm over it. <laughs> Fair enough. Now, you got, then- I'm sure you still have that competitive edge about you. I'm sure. You have to. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It doesn't leave. No. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's there secretly waiting to <laughs> the next time I compete. And yeah, so my second one was, it was a struggle and I was debating doing the third one. I was like, I don't know. I'm really struggling with myself right now. I don't know if I should, but I had told myself and my coach that I was going to. So I was like, oh, I can't quit. I I have to keep going, even though it was the hardest like I think it was March to June okay I was continuing my prep so it was almost like a full year of prepping Oof. but I was I was struggling and then so by that by my third competition I think I came in fourth I think I came yeah. in fourth but I was just like my body was not where it needed to be my mentality was fried everything was so bad so um my last one wasn't as great and it, I wasn't able to perform as best as I could so then after that I was like okay I need to take a break <laughs> and like get my metabolism and my hormones back in check because I messed myself up real good yeah. um but all really good experiences even though like I sh- I felt like I was pretty much dying I have a friend who's a, a professional bodybuilder himself and uh and what I noticed was a month before competitions, I did not want to be within a mile of him because he was the crankiest person around and he had to go in this like ridiculous. It's obviously a diet that you can't do full time uh, just based on how he had to eat and, and what he had to eat and how he had to lift and all that. And uh, and I didn't know, like, what, did you kind of go through that same experience when you were doing the bodybuilding? Was it to the point where you're like you know what, I'm not too pleasant to be around right now. Oh, yeah. Oh, definitely. <laughs> like, especially my last two where I was just struggling, like, mentally yeah. and physically. Like, I remember I was dating a guy um, during both of them. <laughs> <laughs> it made our our relationship go to complete crap oh. through it. Even my friends were like, Colleen, I don't, we don't like you. <laughs> yeah, we don't <laughs> know you. I'm a really nice person. Like, never would I ever, like, be short and rude. But once you're depleted, oh, my God, it's so hard. But, um, yeah, you kind of just have to, like, give people a heads up. Yeah, I can imagine. Uh, Is that why you find yourself not doing those anymore? um, Like, yeah. Like, I do have plans to do at least one more competition in 2022. Okay. Um, just I just wasn't in the right mental state um, and either physical state either I really 
um, messed up my metabolism a little bit, my hormones and my stress was just off the wall. So that's why I knew I needed to take a break because I just felt like complete crap. Mm-hmm. So there is that where I was like getting obsessed and I was like, I need to wait. I need to figure out my lifestyle first and how I want to incorporate because I can't keep doing this. Oh, um, sure. But yeah, that's kind of why. And then now that I feel more mentally in check and physically in check, like I know why I'm going to do it. Now I feel like I can return and actually give like my all this time because I feel like I, I failed my last competition right so mm-hmm. it's like I redeem myself and prove to myself that i can put myself through a really tough challenge and give it my all and like i don't want to say win but win <laughs> so why wouldn't you want to <laughs> yeah, yeah you why know not? Why not? You don't to lose, right yeah so <laughs> <laughs> so with um something came to my mind and i one of our last guests we had, they were young uh, females uh, trying to make their way through the country pop music scene, and uh, they're very active on their social media. And one of the things I brought up to them was about just uh, their their fame and their popularity eventually growing, and how does that work with um, guys um, in their case, whether they were minors or of age, um, you know, kind of hitting on them on their social media stuff like that. Um, I'm sure you have to have it. How do you deal with that? Well, so by this time in my life, it's fairly normal. Mm-hmm. So to me, I like I said, I'm always respectful. Like I've never, like obviously I get a wide range of different types of messages where they're very innocent or it's just like a reaction mm-hmm. or something to like mm-hmm. one of my stories to let your mind go wild there. Right. <laughs> so, so I've gotten Ray. And so I pick and choose, you know, what's worth responding to what's worth just being nice. Like usually I'll just like, like it or say thank you and things like that. Um, or but sometimes I'll just immediately block or mm. let it go. Um, but I don't know. It's, it's, it's weird to say that it's just a part of, my like normal life for me to I guess mm-hmm. continuously hit on and sought after but it's just like I know that like what I give off like energy wise and you know what I show it's it's almost inevitable that people are going to be attracted to it so sure. I just deal with it how I see fit depending on like the situation but, does, does that affect you personally in your dating life um I guess, like, I want to say no, but yes. So mm-hmm. when I'm dating, like, when I'm choosing people, like, I I know whose energy goes with mine and whose doesn't. Like, I'm choosy, I'm picky. Um, but it's when I am dating somebody and they see how much attention I get, you know, mm-hmm. um, especially with how much I post my body and am very interactive on social media. A lot of my past relationships have that we've had problems because of that. Mm-hmm. So, so in that way, it does affect my dating, but it's a part of my life. And so, moving mm-hmm. forward, it's like if you can't deal with it, then you can't deal with me. Yes, exactly. Right. 
So you have to you have to make sure that whoever you find is very secure and sure of themselves to know that you're putting yourself out there, but nothing else is coming of that. Yeah, exactly. And it's also like as much as they need to be confident and sure of themselves, they need to be able to trust me and I need to be able to show them that I'm trustworthy enough. As right, well. right. I, I just figured that that was kind of interesting because, uh, you know, I, I could see, you know, from a male's point of view, if, if you're dating somebody, you're like, well, this is kind of supposed to be sacred to us, you know, and you're kind of just posting yourself out there for everybody else to see. So I could see how somebody might not totally be okay with that. Yeah, it, it definitely depends, I want to say, on... What's, what's like the word that I'm looking for? I'm like styles. Mm-hmm. Sure. I guess you could say. Sure. Because yeah, I feel like, you know, I want to say it's like the classic style. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> classic style is like, you know, being secretive and not sharing everything on social media. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's just like you and you, you don't need all these interactions. Like they don't matter. But I want to say like the newer style is, being with somebody who's very open and with and loves to interact with other people and you being, a, and yeah, you being okay with them being so open, mm-hmm. sharing everything. And, and there's people out there of all different styles as you're staying there. So, you know, somebody's going to fit in that mold there for you. Yeah. One day. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure. It will. I'm sure you'll be just fine. Um, but, uh, I do have, uh, uh, one of our listeners actually sent us a question, uh, for you and, uh, he's actually, he was actually a former guest of ours. Uh, he owns a, a brewery here in central Pennsylvania. And, uh, and first of all, he said that you're invited if you're ever in the area, you're invited to have a beer <laughs> on him, uh, at, <laughs> At Liquid Thank Noise Brewery. So yep, not a problem. And uh, But uh, with that being said, he goes, and this is him quoting, he goes, as a former fat guy, now marathoner, etc., I solely focused on cardio and endurance-based training. I am falling into a category of what I like to call, in quotes, chubby fit. Uh, my weight is low, BMI is good, body fat percentage is great. I eat plant-based, whole food, no meat, etc. That workout routine, does she suggest, meaning you, do you suggest for a leaner, more toned look to complement his 25 to 50 miles a week run? Uh, And then, like I said, he also invites you over for a beer whenever you're in the area. (laughs) Liquid Noise Brewery in Marysville. Yep. Pennsylvania. (laughs) Whenever I come to Pennsylvania, I'll like reach out to you guys. Yeah, and get all the yeah, you better, you. you better. But yeah, so what do you think? Okay, well, first of all, I appreciate the invite to your brewery. Um, <laughs> and then, so if his main goal is to maintain his running and things like that, I would recommend um, probably some sort of circuit training oh. uh, style because I'm guessing that's what he would enjoy more is like the endurance. Um, aspect of training but to like tone up and lean up and Mm -hmm. develop those muscles you definitely have to get some resistance training in there and Mm -hmm. when I mean resistance like you can start body weight obviously to get the foundational movements in and things like that Um, but over time adding on extra weight so whether that be with dumbbells or machines medicine balls Uh um, 
that would even like bands or something like that yeah yeah totally resistance bands um honestly anything that would add resistance to his body weight so that those muscles start to let's yeah so like let's say tighten up and like strengthen Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. and since he wants to stay like on the leaner side yeah definitely doing just circuit training with like resistance workouts like that Okay, no, that was great. That makes a lot of sense, you know, kind of get involved in the circuit training. And uh, mm-hmm. with with your clientele, are you are you still accepting new clients? Or are you at max? No, I'm still accepting a few more clients for sure. Okay. So. And how does someone get a hold of you to sign up? So pretty much you can find me on Instagram mm-hmm. at, I don't know if people are going to be able to like, should, are you going to post it written somewhere? Or should oh I yeah. Spell it yeah. Out? We'll definitely <laughs> post it. In fact, we'll, if we'll you have, want, we'll have it on the, yeah. if you want to give yeah. me, if you want to send me an email of all your um, links and, and whatnot, I will be more than happy to uh, advertise for you as well. Oh, that'd be so nice. Sure. Uh, yeah. So like just pretty much DMing me through Instagram or I'll give you my, my coaching email as well you can just send me straight up emails awesome and that that's pretty much how i do it right now okay yeah and if (laughs) and if you're looking up colleen sophia her first name is spelled c-a-u-l-i-e-n and last name sophia s-o-p-h-i-a and uh yeah and i believe i believe your um instagram is colleen sophia health Yes. Right. So that's how you would find her on uh, Instagram. And I th- I would imagine in probably a couple of your other social networks as well, like Facebook and so on. So. Yeah, Colleen Sophia. And if you spell Colleen that way, you'll find me anywhere because yeah. I'm the only one with that name so far. <laughs> I was, so. How, um, how did your parents come up with that spelling? Oh, OK. So <laughs> this is what my mom told me. It's a short, sweet story. She said she was watching the Wheel of Fortune and she saw a lady's name that was, it wasn't Colleen, but it had like part of Colleen in it. And she liked all the vowels and how it was. So then she was like, I'm going to take that. And (laughs) here you go. My name from the Wheel of Fortune, apparently. but, But you're missing the O. That's what I always say. I'm like, why don't you just give me the last vowel, though? Yeah, it's in Sophia. Let's be honest. So. There you go. <laughs> that's that's ironic that uh, that that story comes out of Wheel of Fortune of all things, right? She does know you have to buy the vowels, right? <laughs> yeah, just ran out of money. That's right. That's right. So. Oh my gosh. Um, yeah, Colleen, it's, it's been really fun talking with you and, uh, and I, I've really learned a lot as far as, and, and what Troy and I have done as far as with all the folks that we've interviewed in the past, um, you know, and I'm going to include you in this list as well. Um, and I'm sure Troy will agree. Um, it seems like we are really attracted to folks who have a true passion in life. And I don't think you're an exception from that group. I think you you can tell you have a passion uh, for for your art, you know, in a way. You know, you have a passion for your um, for your fitness, your bodybuilding, your you know your your just lifestyle uh, that you've developed over the years. And and now it looks like you're in the process of perfecting it. 
And, uh, and I think it's, it's awesome to see. I, I really like to see people who have that passion continue to succeed in life. And it looks like you're, you're well on your way. So. Awesome. Yeah. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. It's yeah. been yeah, a long journey <laughs> so I'm, far. I'm sure. I would agree with everything he said. Uh, one last thing I'd like to wrap up with. Um, you said about possibly looking in 2022 at another competition. Um, is, is that something, um, is that already a, um, is there a specific competition that you're looking at for that year? Or is it just you're open to any competition within that year? Uh, I'll be open to any competition because okay. how I see it is next year, I guess, because mm-hmm. gyms are still not open here. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's still going to be up in the air as to what's yeah. going on. I get it. Yeah, yeah. That's for yeah sure. like my goal for 2021 is to build my physique exactly how I want it wow. for 2022. So it's like going to be a full almost year of just building myself from the ground up it feels like now since i haven't lifted a barbell in so many months um but then yeah and then 2022 i'll probably be looking i don't know what time i'm gonna probably say closer to the beginning of the year okay i've uh, spent a whole year already building but we'll see well, we'll have to keep following you and see how we make out yeah, in that journey. Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah. Definitely. And uh, is there anything you want to add? I know. So, I've, yeah, that's I was all gonna, I have. It's... Yeah, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Troy. Um, but, yeah, what I was going to say. No, I was just going to say that's all I had as far as questions for her at this point. So, gotcha. Um, yeah, go ahead. Finish up um, with your thought there, Howie. I was just going to say, too, that uh, I noticed on your social media that you do advertise that you do book a free assessment. Oh, yes. You know, yeah. and so, so when that's. How does that work? If someone wants to book a free assessment with you, how would they do that? And what and what is that process about? Yeah, so pretty much why I offer free assessments is so people who are curious and want to learn more or like not too sure if this is like, you know, the right fit. Is it something they're ready for? Am I the right coach for them? So this is an opportunity for them to reach out and meet with me for a half hour, totally free, like mm-hmm. no commitment at all. Um, and then you can either obviously message me Instagram or via email. And also there's a link on my Instagram with the link tree. If you go to that link and then go on to our GFIT wellness website, you can always schedule as well through our website. There's a scheduling app okay. and you can just book it and my availability is in there. So you don't even have to talk to me before it. If you don't really <laughs> want to, you can just book it through the website and then just meet me the day of but I'll, I'll i'll of course like send out an email confirming that i see it sure um but people can do it that way as well that is awesome well once again uh, colleen i appreciate you uh spending the time to talk with us and uh it's been a real pleasure and uh try not to move anytime soon <laughs> honestly oh no promises no promises <laughs> but you know I'm, I'm really liking california all right so i'm really trying to create my space here all so right. i should be here for a few years sounds good and like i said and uh you know whenever you make your way to uh, pennsylvania be sure to look us up and uh we'll take you out for a drink at uh at the yes. uh, local brewery. Like the brewery. <laughs> <laughs> so. Perfect. I'll know exactly what I'm doing the first day. <laughs> All right. Sounds like a plan. Well, hey, thanks again, Colleen. And uh, like I said, it's been a real pleasure talking with you. And uh, good luck in 2022. Uh, and good luck in the preparation work that it's going to take to get you there. All right. And uh, well, 
once again, I think that was another good interview, uh, Troy. I thought we uh, I thought we handled it well. I thought she was an awesome person to talk to. Uh, I know going into it, I was like, you know, I'm not quite sure how I'm going to approach the subject with her, with fitness and mental health and all that. Uh, but once we got going, it was it was honestly like sitting on the back deck and just having a chat with a friend. Yeah, that's what I like about our interviews, honestly. Like, that's mostly what it just feels like. It just feels like, you know, just bringing up whatever comes to your mind and yeah. wherever the conversation goes. We don't always have a path of, you know, what questions we want to ask or mm-hmm. even what, you know, sometimes I write some down yeah. if I'm in the middle of the conversation. But usually I just kind of come up with what's off the top of my head and where the conversation went. Yeah. And um, to me, that's one of the best types of interviews because you're just getting, you know, the true feelings of somebody mm-hmm. without, you know, scratching down you know the jotted whatever questions that everybody always asks you know right and i know whenever i approach people to do an interview that's the one thing i like to tell them is uh you know as far as what we're going to talk about that's a good question (laughs) you know uh, because we'll talk talk about about anything and everything we'll obviously promote what you're doing and Mm -hmm. what you're about but but in the end you know, we might we might dive into your childhood. We might dive into your hometown. We might dive into your your interests outside of your your field. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know? absolutely. So yeah, um, but yeah, she um, <laughs> thought it was all. She got an invite to uh, Liquid Noise Brewery <laughs> from Brad Moyer, right? That's right. That's right. So when she's in town, if she's ever, in fact, she's never been to Pennsylvania with all the times that she has moved around, which is a shock. Uh, yeah. Because in, she also, I believe, didn't she say she lived in Massachusetts? Or I believe she did. Yeah. I believe she did. So that was only, what, six hours away from us? There's no reason why she couldn't have made a, a trip to Pennsylvania. Absolutely. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, so but hopefully. Now, but now that she knows Liquid Noise Brewery's there, she might, you know. Oh, yeah. I bet you it's on her list now. <laughs> That's right. I think I saw her writing it down as we were telling her. but no she was a really cool person and uh and it was really neat because even um we were even chatting back and forth on social media before we did the interview and she actually reached out to me first and said hey are we doing the interview and i'm like yeah "Yeah." so i was like really cool it was kind of neat to see that she was really ecstatic and excited about doing the interview and she even said at the end you know this is really fun and I enjoyed this. So I'm glad we bring out the best in people, Troy. Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad too. And, you know, here we are just a bunch of amateurs, you know, just <laughs> do, doing our thing here. But, yeah. you know, there our last two interviews, we've got nothing but glowing, you know, um, comments and reviews about. So we did. Hey, we're doing something right, I guess. I agree. I agree. So I'm, no, I'm happy with uh, everything. And, uh, you know, not sure who we'll interview next, but we have some people on the uh, back burner uh, that we uh, have in mind. So, mm-hmm. uh, but with that being said, you know, I think we'll close it out here, Troy, and yep. uh, and go from there. But uh, I'm glad you folks are. I hope you folks enjoyed our interview. And if you didn't, well, I don't really care for you either. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but yeah. So no, I hope you guys enjoyed the interview. And like we said, if you if you do have an interest in getting uh, your fitness and nutrition needs met. She does all this virtually online. So mm-hmm. check her out. She'll even give you a free 30 minute assessment of, um, of, a, a goal of how you can get some help and, and better yourself, uh, in a fit and uh, nutritional way. So, yeah. uh, don't hesitate to take her up on that and let her know, by the way, let her know that you heard this 
from Stay Tuned with Troy and Howie. You know, let her know yep. that uh, you guys were listening to us and that you had an interest in uh, getting your fitness needs met. Yeah, she's on uh, Instagram. I th- believe it's Colleen Sophia Health. Yep, at uh, Colleen it's Sophia C-A- Health. Yeah, it's C A U L I E N. So it's, uh, she said if you type that name in, she's going to be one of the only ones that pops up because she's the only one with that spelling. So. Yeah, that's kind of funny to hear how uh, how her mom came up with that name. Yeah, she just liked all the vowels. Yeah. In fact, I have a, I have a title for this show in mind that'll, that'll yeah. correlate with that, by the way. So. Excellent, excellent. <laughs> um, but um, I, don't, I don't – she's also on uh, Facebook, I believe, right? She is on Facebook, um, also under uh, Colleen uh, Sophia. I believe it's Colleen Sophia Health. But if you looked, if you went on the Facebook and you just typed in the search bar for Colleen, how that's yep, spelled, pop up. it'll pop yep, up pop very up. easily. Yep. Yeah. So you know, any health concerns, whether it be like how he said, weight loss, or um, if it's just nutrition you're looking for, or if it's a you know some sort of fitness program you're looking to get into, mm-hmm. uh, let her let her give you that free consultation. And uh, see where it goes from there. Most definitely. And like he said, also let it let her let her know you heard it here. Yep, exactly. And she's also part of G Fit Wellness. So that's G G is in good fit wellness. And uh, you can also look her up on there. And I believe that company is based out of Canada, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, that's what she said. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I guess uh, with that being said, Troy, we'll we'll uh, close it out with your outro and. Until next week, everybody, stay tuned. Thank you for listening to another episode. Please like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter at StayTunedTNH. Email us, StayTunedTNH at gmail.com. And uh, whichever podcast avenue you're listening to us on, Google, Apple, Spotify, uh, please subscribe, share, rate, and review. And until next week, stay tuned.